Welcome in everybody to another episode of Go Be Wyoming. Here is our interview with Mark Kenner, House District 29 representative. Welcome back to Go Be Wyoming. Today we're uh, with Mark Kenner, a representative for House District 29 here in Sheridan. Uh, Mark, thank you for having us and thank you for having us in the frog room, uh, your uh, little man cave here. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Well, it's great to be with you guys and I was excited to hear what you're doing and, and uh, you know, it's really important to help people understand how our government works and and so I think it's a great thing that you guys are doing at a very important time in our state's history, actually. Thank you. Yeah, no, we, uh, we've been having fun doing it so Good. far. And um, we kind of were already talking about it, Mark. Um, just kind of give everyone a little bit background of you. You know, 40 years in banking, you've been retired, obviously. But um, this is your fourth term. Uh, right, running for your fourth term for the House uh, for Representative. So, so actually, just a little clarification mm -hmm. there. It it would actually be the fourth term that I will be serving in. Okay. It's actually the th the third term that I that I will be running for. Okay. Um, and the reason for that is um, a former legislator by the name of John Patton passed away uh, after serving one year, and then I went through the process and and uh, threw my name in the hat and, and was selected by the county commissioners to fill that seat. And so I served one year, and now uh, this will be the third time that I've You're run right. for yeah, office. Okay. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, um, me too. So, okay, so that's good. That's a good clarification. But, um, um, you know, tell us a little bit about um, uh, maybe some of your issues or platform. We kind of already talked about, um, you've talked about kind of legacy of the state and um, you know, the economic situation we're in, but uh, tell us a little bit about some other priorities of yours um, as a representative. Well, really, um, we mentioned, of course, this was, this was off air, so folks wouldn't have heard this part about the education. Um, and so uh, our children are our future, and you guys represent our future leaders, quite honestly. And so uh, what we do today will affect you and your kids and your grandkids. And, and, and uh, so it's really important that we get it right and that we set our, our state up for the future. And so even though we have uh, challenges right now, I really feel like we can, we can tackle those, but we can still look forward. I don't want to take our state backward. Mm -hmm. And one of, the, one of the things that I worked really hard on a couple of years ago was adding computer science to our school curriculum. I served on the education committee at that time, and I really felt like that was important to set us all up, uh, all the kids coming through our school systems up with some computer science background. Wow, um, you know, that is the future. I think you guys would acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. And and so um, that's just one example of a way that we can uh, sort of look to the future, um, you know, at the same time. Now, uh, we, we mentioned offline about my my banking career, I just love taking care of Wyoming businesses. That was my career, 40 years. And so helping them navigate through um, booms and busts around Wyoming, and then also uh, in a leadership role at the bank, mm -hmm. uh, doing that as well. But let me, let me mention one thing that, that I'm really excited about, and that is we have some great manufacturing companies right here in Sheridan. Yep. You know the names, right? Yep. Um, and I won't, I won't give an ad out to those names. If you guys want to mention them, that's cool. But, um, but some great manufacturing companies. 
but a lot of those folks have been focused on our current industries, right? Oil and gas, and that makes sense. But a couple of years ago, um, through uh, Forward Sheridan that was uh, working on how do we help them diversify their, their businesses. And so I, I met uh, the representatives down in Colorado who, um, who work in the aerospace industry mm -hmm. with Lockheed Martin. And why couldn't we make rocket ship parts here, right? And so um, that's just an example of how we can take our really good manufacturers. And then also that feeds into the college can help train people to make certain kinds of parts, you know, to operate machinery and, and uh, create jobs in that, in that sense. And so, so I think that's just a real high level. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it'd be really high, like space high level, right? Right. But, um, but a neat way to help uh, our companies expand. And, and you know, if, if we talk about it, the, the project that they're working on now uh, is this Orion project uh, sending uh, uh, people to Mars. Well, why can't we have Wyoming built parts on that and, and Sheridan built parts on that? Right. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, that kind of speaks to your legacy. You know, how do we keep young people here? How do we bring jobs here, opportunities here? Um, yeah, totally. I think that's um, it's great to hear from a House representative of let's bring jobs and opportunities here. Well, and you know what, guys, I have to tell you that when my kids were going through Sheridan High School, I was, um, which was a few years ago now, but um, I was worried about them leaving our state. And and um, but you know what, I've I've shifted my thinking a little bit over time, and and so here's kind of where I'm at now. Um, I, I think it's okay for some people that want to stay here. Let's have good jobs for them to stay here. Right. And if some people want to leave and go out and experience other places or whatever, that's okay too. But at some point, if they ever want to consider coming back here to maybe raise a family or whatever, I want them to have good jobs to come back to. Mm -hmm. And so I, I kind of have a, a two-phase uh, thought on that now. Those that want to stay here, great. Let's have really good jobs for them to do that. But if, if, if people want to go to Denver, you know, Salt Lake or some other cities or bigger cities and then get some training. And, and so using my banking example, I was always on the lookout for uh, kids from Sheridan that went off and got into banking elsewhere. And then I would try to bring them back here because I knew they were coming back home. They weren't going to leave. They were coming back home and they were bringing ideas from big banks and from other banks and maybe doing things just a little bit differently. And that was healthy for us here. Right. So, so that's just a little bit of an idea of what, mm -hmm. I, what I think will really work for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's something I really appreciate too. I mean, just in my own experience, um, going to school in Bozeman and then coming back to, my plan is to come back here to teach. Um, and I like what you, you have to say, too, about the education and providing jobs for people to come back who want to come back here and, and serve the community. I think that's great. So. Well, and, and, you know, maybe you're an example of that, right? I mean, you could have stayed in Montana or whatever and, and had a career there. But, you know, glad that you decided to come back and want to teach and Aaron, we haven't talked about your background, what, what you've been up to. I've been, a, I'm an independent landman in oil and gas. Oh, okay. So we kind of talked about, you know, the Ooh. oil and gas and, uh, that's going to be changing. And, um, you know, um, I'm seeing that, uh, I have to be adaptable. I think, you know, the industry is changing and, um, I think you already mentioned, I was going to mention, um, 
you talked about your um, that committee move of adding um, computers into the curriculum. I think that adds into your thought process there too of um, if, a, if a kid wants to leave Wyoming, we've given them the skills of you can go and do that or stay and then or come back. And I think that's, um, there's again that legacy of uh, you're trying to, um, trying to help the youth and you can leave if you want to and you can have a great job and have a great life or you can stay in Wyoming. And I think that's another example of we got to look at the curriculum too of what we're teaching our kids in school. One, one situation that really um, made it pretty clear to me was it was I think one of Governor Meade's last uh, business forums in the fall and he had two uh, owners of really uh, high-tech companies that are centered in Silicon Valley but guess where they live they live in Jackson mm -hmm. okay but Governor Meade had them uh, on a panel and Governor Meade point point frankly just just said hey why don't you guys open up a, you know, a division of your company here in Wyoming. And you know what their answer was? Very sadly, you don't have anybody I can hire. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you start thinking about that and thinking, okay, what do we need to do to get people ready to be hired by these guys? And then maybe encourage them and say, look, we've got really well-trained students coming out of our high schools and then out of our junior highs and then filtering into the university. And then that would recruit those types uh, as well and Absolutely. so um anyway yeah. uh, that that just that just set me on fire you know about trying to trying mm -hmm. to do that and, yep. and ultimately led to that and yeah just having that cooperation you know that that would also take uh, a partnership with the university of wyoming and, and even our uh, junior colleges they would need to be on board for that kind of uh, curriculum and um yeah no that's uh um Always trying to navigate that is difficult, but uh, always trying to work towards that is what we need to be doing. You know, what's really exciting, guys, is is in Wyoming, we're small enough where we can be pretty nimble about things like this. And, and our junior colleges jumped right on board, especially Sheridan College. I mean, they set up a program fairly quickly with the help of Whitney Benefits and, and the school district and whatever, and they coordinated it. And, and uh, if you were to dig into it, you'd find a pretty pretty well-oiled machine in terms mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, training students that want to go on in that area, but leaving them with skills that they can go on into other industries as well. Right. Um, you know, um, Mark, we do want to ask you, I mean, we've kind of hit on it a little bit, but maybe just maybe go a little more in depth. Um, for this upcoming session, um, you kind of already mentioned that uh, the governor has said this is going to be a very important year. Um, what are kind of some of your goals um, maybe some things that um, the House and the Senate are going to have to do um, financially due to COVID. And uh, we kind of already talked about oil and gas. You know, we've hit a milestone of not an oil rig active in Wyoming. Um, but um, I think there needs to be a discussion of, like you said, we got to be nimble. Maybe we got to change. So what are kind of your goals or thoughts on that? Well, uh, first of all, to work very collaboratively. Um, I want to hear from folks your age on what you think. Um, mm -hmm. we, we need to have a discussion really statewide uh, about what we need to do. Now, the first thing that we are doing and that the governor's doing, you've heard about, is making cuts in, uh, in, in his budget and uh, to the tune of about $250 million. Well, that's only a start, sadly. Um, 
other cuts are necessary, but, but the discussion needs to be around what kinds of services do our citizens want here in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And I can give you, I guess, a couple of examples. Um, one of the things that that I worry about with the governor's cuts, and he hasn't announced the specifics yet. Those will be coming fairly soon, mm -hmm. um, but he hasn't announced those. And, and uh, so let's take the services provided at the senior center here. And there's, uh, they're, they're very active in helping folks stay in their own homes by providing services to them in their homes, right. rather than having them have a need to go to a nursing home. Okay, so that's that's one thing. There's um, um, the the other one um, would be Volunteers of America provides drug and alcohol rehabilitation for people, right? That have had you know uh, been hooked on on this and want to kick that habit. Mm -hmm. Well, those are the kinds of things that the gov that the state has been supportive of. Well, if we trim that back, what will that do to our citizens? And and what do we as citizens want in terms of that right and uh so so that's that's another thing um what what are we willing to accept in terms of uh the kinds of cases that we send to our prisons you know are there some things that could be tweaked there a little bit and um and and maybe not send as many people uh there which would you know save money and and save uh expense there but right. but also, but if, if we need to get them drug and alcohol rehab and we've just cut those programs, then what does that lead to that? And there are many other examples. Um, you saw, I think, recently where the governor um, reduced uh, the number of um, um, state um, rest areas around the state. He cut the, the number back and closed, I think it was 11 or 12 rest areas. Well, that's a, just a small thing, but it... it it made a little bit of sense and it's going to save money in, in taking care of those. But also his thought was the people that want to make a rest stop, maybe pull into the convenience store, you know, maybe get some gas, maybe buy some, you know, snacks or whatever at the same time and help out the convenience store in the little town and, you yep. know, maybe hit hit the sales tax a little bit. And sure. so um, so really, I think getting getting back to the big picture, it, it really is going to need to be a big discussion as a state as to what we want to look like going forward. Mm -hmm. What services are we willing to pay for? And quite honestly, if if the revenue's not there, then what are people willing to look at in terms of uh, new new kinds of revenue? Now, I think before we before we do that, there's things happening around Wyoming that that I am encouraged by. Uh, for example. There's a large wind farm planned down uh, outside of Rollins, mm -hmm. between Rollins and the, and the Colorado line, the Sierra Madre Chokecherry Wind Farm Project. It's a thousand wind turbines. There's only a thousand in Wyoming right now. There might be a few more than that. This is an, a, a year or two old number, but, but let's just say this would double the, the amount of things in Wyoming. Well, the taxes, both the sales and use taxes on that, but the, the ad valorem and taxes on the real estate over 20 years would, would generate over a billion dollars in new revenue. Mm -hmm. So that would be entirely new revenue. It's, it's uh, new energy. And I would contend that it's not, some people say, don't, don't let them do that because it's hurting our oil and gas and it's hurting our coal or whatever. And I, I don't believe that. And, um, and I'd be curious about your thoughts, Aaron, dealing right in the industry itself. But I, I think that's gonna come and 
and it's not um, the overall thing of the green energy thing is is really is too big I think to say if we don't have a wind farm in Wyoming we're gonna have we're gonna you know have an ultimate effect on the outcome right mm -hmm. and so I think let's encourage the development here in Wyoming generate those taxes and then that can support other things yep but I'd be curious to see what you think. Uh, yeah, you know, I think um, I'm with you. I mean, if, if they are willing to do it and if they want to, you know, um, set it up and then, uh, you know, those regions down there that would get that, would get that energy, um, if it's uh, just exactly the same as what they're paying now, it's like, yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, it's a competitive market. Um, kind of like what you said. I mean, we're still going to have it. It'll come back. Um, why would we shy away from them coming in? Um, you know, I think, like you said, Wyoming can be nimble. Let's why not have all of them? There's no, right. there's no need to be one way or the other. Um, you can have both. And um, I just recently drove through Rollins and Bags, and okay, um, it's cool to see all those oil derricks in the tanks. But then you do see those, those, uh, the 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 wind farms, and it's um, I don't see why you can't have both, um, especially if it's going to generate uh, some money for the state. Um, I think I, I, I have a feeling that uh, we have to be nimble, and Zach and I have talked about this in regards to the boom and bust. Um, we're probably never going to see those big booms that we used to in the fossil fuels, and we've got to get creative. And I think that goes back to our conversation about we got to bring in um, you know, technology, we got to bring in innovation, we've got to be looking at different things. Um, you know, I think the manufacturing, I think that could be. Um, there's different ways we can use coal and natural gas and um, I think oil there's always going to be a need for oil and the products that come from it but um, I think the days of those big booms are gone <laughs> yeah. and so um, I'm kind of on the fence it's I'm you know for me for a state I'm like hey take whatever revenue you can get um, but let's not push one thing out for the other kind of like what you were saying and yeah um, it's uh, uh, you got diversification have those, yep, right and absolutely. then and then so so this this big collaborative discussion um, you know needs to take place and we need we need all kinds of ideas and and I think really everything needs to be on the table all kinds of possible solutions need, mm -hmm. need to be on the table one thing that I think uh, we can all be very proud of here in Wyoming are the things that we have in terms of quality of life right I mean so close to the mountain I mean and so you know, within a half an hour, we can almost be up on the top of the mountain and, mm -hmm. and you know, really doing some fun stuff up there a little bit longer, maybe. But, you know, we can uh, be one of the things that uh, a little bit of a legacy thing for me was I helped start the Community Land Trust and served nine years on its board. And now look at the trails that they have, the, mm -hmm. you know, Soldier Ridge and the Red Grade Trails and working on the the Tongue River so we can float the Tongue River and all those kinds of things. That's just quality quality of life. And that's kind of why we can be here, you know, mountain bikers and hikers and, you know, people that want to ride their horse and do all those things. But then we have motorized trails for the people that, you know, maybe want a little more of an adrenaline rush yep. or whatever. And and uh, that's okay too, because it, it's for multiple use. But mm -hmm. but just those, those kinds of things um, will also draw people here now. Uh, an example uh, that that I think would also be great is, um, and you know, with all this COVID stuff going on around our country, people are going to want to relocate. I'm, I'm I'm sure that they are. Well, we don't want to we don't want to create a boom here in that regard. I don't think. But but there are folks that could come here and 
and maybe uh, operate out of their own homes, right? Mm-hmm. Online and things like that. And, and, you know, maybe contribute something or, or start a small techie kind of a company or whatever that could grow and hire some of our kids. And I mean, that's, that's really yep. exciting to me to yeah. think about that. Yeah, we've kind of talked about that a lot too, that north end of Sheridan here. But I think uh, as a state as a whole, I think um, you kind of brought up that message Meade had, uh, former governor, to yeah. to those two guys about like, you can bring them here. You know, we've got a great uh, tax structure for corporations and, um, you know, and things like that. And we've got the space, you know, uh, there's there's no, uh, uh, no limit on the space for buildings or anything that they need, so... And, you know, use Weatherby as an example, too, right? A a a national and international company that came to our community that we, you know, encouraged and and worked on trying to help them get here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now there's, you know, talk about what other kinds of companies could move here also. You know, could there be some national scope company? I'm not starting any rumors because I don't know of anything like that. But (laughs) so, yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah, Yeah. I know you heard it here first. Ah! But, um, you know, could a, a scope company move here or, you know, some other outdoor companies, somebody that makes kayaks or somebody that makes, you know, whatever, right. bows, um, you know, for bow hunting, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I think it's very possible that, that you know, th- these things could open up doors uh, in other areas. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Zach, do you have any other questions or? Uh, I did. It's, okay. it's kind of moving away from kind of the election, but um, I was reading in the uh, press last night about the uh, Occidental land purchase. Sure. Um, and, you know, it kind of sounds like that deal's falling through with the state, but I was just wondering if you could kind of tell us what's that about? What's the state's plan? If they <clears throat> sure. Good, good question, uh, Zach, and good for you to, to kind of pick up on that because that was really uh, a, possibly a big opportunity for Wyoming. And to, to put that into perspective a little bit, it would, would have actually been the largest purchase by a government in the U.S. since uh, the purchase of Alaska. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, you know, a million acres in deeded land, and I think there was four or five million dollar, four or five million acres in in um, minerals and so on. Um, so pretty pretty large purchase. Um, the the I I guess um, I had mixed emotions about it. I when I put on my banker's hat, I was like, well, okay, let's look at this like. Um, Maybe we would finance an apartment building. Well, when you finance an apartment building, you need to look at the revenue generated by all the apartments, right? And then you look at the costs, the insurances and the utilities and all of that. And then you, you, know, you look at the income, you look at the revenue, or the revenue, you look at the expenses, and then if it makes sense, if it can pay the loan back, well, then it probably is a good deal. Mm-hmm. The, the, that's what we were really trying to, to determine. Uh, and they, they hired uh, some big firms, uh, international firms, to take a look at that. We weren't privy to all those discussions. That was The governor was kind of handling that. Uh, we, we wanted to be more involved in that, but at the end of the day, the governor wanted to kind of take it upon himself to take a look at that. And, and so I, I will always wonder, right, was that a good opportunity or not? I guess in, on one hand, I'm glad that we didn't just offer some sky-high number and they took our number, right? And then we have to pay it back someday. But now I'm a little bit, I'm thinking, wow, is that a missed opportunity to, okay, so here's, here's the size of it. Well, we roughly have a million acres that Wyoming, the state of Wyoming owns now. Mm-hmm. So it would have doubled 
the land that our citizens could have used too, right? Yep. Yep. I mean, hunting and fishing and hiking and, you know, and some of it's not maybe the most scenic, uh, but, but still, um, and then what could the minerals, so getting into your area, you know, what could all of those oil and gas minerals have mm -hmm. done for us over time? Trona, um, so, um, you know, I, I, I guess I hope we don't think of it as a missed opportunity someday. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I'm glad we took a cautious look at it because right now, you know, if things were really going well here, you know, maybe we could have been a little more aggressive, but I, I did worry a little bit about, you know, trying to pay that back while we're trying to solve all these other issues in terms of revenue and, and expenses mm -hmm. now. And so, um, I, I was a little bit concerned about that and, and so I, I really wasn't a gung-ho person, but I'm saying maybe we should take a look at it, right? And, and then using the apartment thing, if, if the apartment was going to pay itself back, okay, well, if this purchase would have paid itself back from the revenue generated, mm -hmm. you know, leasing some of the land and for agriculture and things like that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see when some of the details come out. And, and maybe if the, whoever's still in line, if that doesn't work out, maybe, maybe Wyoming will get back in there or... The other possibility is uh, whoever purchased it, maybe they don't want all the assets. Maybe there were certain assets that they want that they would then consider selling parts of those things off to the state. So, so there might be some opportunities there. Absolutely. Um, sure. So anyway, uh, Zach, does that kind of cover what you were? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just looking for some information cool. on, on what that would yeah. look like. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a great explanation of, um, you know, the governor kind of took it um, on himself and um, you know no one really knows the details and I think uh, it's good to hear I will say even though I'm in the oil and gas side it's nice to hear that we were a little cautious about it because we definitely look at it like um, uh, there's a reason why the company's selling it so we got to be cautious of what's the revenue gonna be um, but I do see it um, um, like you said, you know, there's, there's the benefit of ag side and, you know, hunting, fishing. And, um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that was a great explanation of once the details come out, did <laughs> right. we miss something or, yeah. um, you or know, is there still an opportunity out there right. with the, with the new buyer that maybe we can maybe a little smaller, uh, pieces, pieces. Yep. Yeah. And maybe not quite as dramatic. And then maybe by then, maybe we will have solved, um, you know, some of these things and, um, mm -hmm. you know, that we're, we're facing right yep. now. Yep. Yeah. And I, I was going to say that was my last bit is we're, I'm okay with us not taking the shot at it because it, obviously right now, economically, maybe we are not in a good position to do that. So being cautious is always good unless we, you know, if the details come out and we missed a big opportunity. I know, but, <laughs> I know. Right. Um, but, um, I think that's kind of all I had, Zach. Yeah, um, you know, Mark, um, the last thing here, like we like to end is, um, if you have any last remarks and then, um, where, uh, where can people find you? Where can they contact you? Um, okay. you know, so that's, this kind of, this is a little, uh, PR spill for you, but, <laughs> um, where can they find you, contact you? And then kind of your last little bits you want to end with. So. Well, I, um, I enjoyed my banking career, but I really enjoy this work. Um, it's working with people. It's it's trying to solve really uh, hard issues, tough tough problems, especially this revenue uh, expense uh, situation that we find ourselves in. And uh, I think one of my strengths is working with other people. Um, 
all the all the things that I did here, you know, around the community, serving on the college board and chairing the college board and and all the other things, you know, I probably served you guys pancakes down at the pancake breakfast on parade day at, yep. at one point or two. Um, and, you know, just doing all those things that you do. And and uh, but I'm, I'm very interested in continuing to serve. Uh, you and the people in my district and the people in Sheridan and ultimately, you know, the rest of the people in Wyoming. And, and so that's sort of my pitch to continue to continue to do that. And, and uh, so, so there's a couple of ways that, that people can, uh, can find me. And uh, probably the, the best way is uh, to shoot me an email. Uh, my email is W-Y-O-K-I-N-N-E-R at gmail.com. So Kenner at gmail.com. Easy. <laughs> easy, easy, but I've had that for a long, long time. And, uh, and then the other one, uh, if they want to reach out to me, they could uh, leave a message um, and I'll, I'll pick it up on my home phone, which is 307-674-4777. Um, and I'm happy to meet with uh, people, happy to talk to groups, um, especially if, you know, if, if you guys... Um, have you know young groups that that want to talk about it and um, I always I always try to end and my visit with with younger people saying hey you guys need to think about being leaders uh, in, in this role that I have now uh, for our state someday and so I'm, I'm encouraging you guys to someday consider it um, uh, you know and, and I, I, I especially do that uh, with the young the young ladies Wyoming you know, uh, the equality state, and, and you've seen all the history on that, right? The first to, to give women the right to vote, very proud of that. But we do not have uh, a, a good representation in terms of women serving in our legislature. Mm. And, and so I always try to encourage, um, you know, young ladies to consider that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. So hey, great to visit with you guys. Yeah, this has been Mark awesome. This, this is great. We'll have and to come we'll, back into, this, into the frog. Absolutely, room here. <laughs> you're welcome to come back to the frog, and we'll uh, we'll visit some more. And, and as we go forward, you know, if you wanted to set up sort of a you know a routine thing, I'd be happy to do that too. And then, um, you know, what I also try to do um, is be available while I'm in Cheyenne. It's really hard when we're you know working, but I do I do try to respond to emails and and things uh, as best I can. And, uh, but if you guys, you know, wanted to call me or whatever and say, Hey, what's going on at the Capitol? You know, I'd be happy to, you know, work that kind of a, uh, situation out for you guys. And, and especially if you had any, you know, Hey, what's going on with this bill or that bill, or, you know, how's the session going in general, or because it's, it's it is going to be such a crucial session. And then, and then another role you could, you could also play over time is, is visit with more people and find out what they think about how to how to solve this. What kind of solutions do they think, and and um, you know, and and share those things uh, with with us. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, well, thanks. Well, so thank much. you. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was our interview with State House District Twenty Nine Representative Mark Kinner. Um, you know. Um, it was great to learn about him a little bit about, uh, you know, he's been retired, but he had 40 years uh, banking experience within the state um, and uh, kind of the story about how he got into that uh, representative position was um, um, was was good, a good refresher because I actually um, I, I was in high school when that happened. And I remember that was a, a that was a big story. So it was uh, it was nice of him to remind us that that's how he kind of yeah. fell into that civil duty. Um, 
But um, I think uh, one thing I took away from from Mark Zach was um, his enthusiasm about the work he's doing, um, and he used the word legacy a lot, which I love in in preserving, um, you know, the state that Wyoming has been in. We are we have been lucky. Um, for the work of guys like him that have done, uh, we are financially stable currently. Now he did mention, you know, this this next session is going to be very difficult. We're going to have to take some hard um, looks and make some hard decisions. You know that he brought up, but um, I think everyone can tell through that interview of how enthusiastic and how much he cared about the great state of Wyoming. Yes, definitely. Um, and I think you know when we talk about legacy. Not his own legacy, but the state of Wyoming's legacy, and what is it going to do for the next generation and the generation after that? Um, incredibly passionate um, and has a lot of great ideas. Um, did a lot of good work. Um, talked about bringing in computer uh, sciences into Wyoming public schools, and as an educator from that side, I definitely see the merit in that, um, and how that'll open up doors for students down the road, mm -hmm. um, and open up as we've said, innovative uh, businesses to come into Wyoming as well. Yep. Um, a lot of, uh, all three candidates we talked to today mentioned the college and the connection that shared, the unique connection that Sheridan has with the college. Um, and I thought that was uh, really good too, uh, something that he brought up. Yeah. I think to, to add on to Mark, you know, where it's not about his legacy, it's about the legacy he's leaving behind for everyone else. Uh, he mentioned the, you know, the land trust, you know, the trails. Um, those are beautiful things that have turned into great stuff. And again, those are partnerships with the college, the city. Um, so um, it was a great interview to learn about him a little bit and, and his passion um, about what he can bring from a state level. Um, and also, I think we have a great segment on that Occidental yeah. land bid for, um, sure. for all of you out there that are interested in, in oil and gas or just really just the, um, he brought up, you know, it, it would have been the biggest land purchase since the U.S. bought Alaska. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, huge. would have been monumental. So, yeah. Um, yeah, all these three candidates were great interviews. Um, we had fun and um, hope you guys enjoyed them. Yeah.